Okay, so at your shop, yeah. you have a word that's painted across your wall, and I'm afraid if I say it, I'm going to say it wrong. Stumptish. Definitely would have said it wrong. Stumptish. Yeah. Stumptish. Yeah. Um, and that has to do with the vision of your shop a little bit. So can you speak to that? What does that mean? And and what is? How does that shape your shop? Well, I think I think uh, the wall that says Stumptish um, came later. Uh, really, when we were about to open, I grew up in Germany for a while, really? and uh, right, my dad was in the Air Force, so we moved quite a bit my whole life. But five years we lived in Germany when I was a kid, up through the ninth grade, and um, uh, it was actually him that reminded me when we were getting ready to open, "Am I going to have a Stammtisch?" is what he asked, and okay. it, you know he hung out in more pubs than I did in Germany. So well, it was you're going into ninth grade, so it's right. probably better. So, um, but it was him that reminded me that it, it's it's typical in a German restaurant or or a pub to have an area with uh, an area with with a Stammtisch sign over it or a table with a Stammtisch on it, and typically uh, it's loosely used throughout the centuries. But typically, that's where friends of the owners would sit every night. Friends oh. would come in. And that was their place. And it's just a place for regulars. And as my dad was asking for his own table, <laughs> uh, I said, Dad, you're not going to get your own table. But the whole place is is where friends of owners gather, of the owners gather. And that's the Stammtisch was a good word that captured who we already were and what we were already uh, setting out to build. And so I wanted to kind of in a way where my dad didn't get his own table but say, here's the whole area is the Stomptish. Dad, have a seat, you know, wherever you'd like. <laughs> and and we also knew that, that that would spark a lot of questions and customers that would come in. You know, in the age of Google, people would sit down and just look it up. And my definition for it isn't any better than what you would see when you look it up on Google. And it's typically loosely translated place of community or gathering. And so with with the German influences that I have um, and spending so many, so many of my formative years there, uh, I wanted to bring that in anyway with the, the, the red elk you see on the wall is not a white tail from Texas. It's, mm-hmm. it's an animal that's native to Europe. And it oh. is found in other parts of the Americas, but um, we just wanted to have uh, foreign influences, you know, and world, world influences uh, specifically to the German area. And the Stompsisch was a great way to just brand the whole place as as a place where you can be known. And so that's what we set out to build anyway. And and uh, so we labeled it that uh, on the wall. I think as Sandy was, what we carried into Stout House was a love for coffee. But, but we have been staunch supporters of local business for since we've been married. Mm-hmm. Almost 22 years now, next month, in two weeks. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So we love getting out and supporting local. Most of Austin is consumed with that. And we were were in love with local coffee shops. And what we experienced there was coffee, the thing we loved, but also what we saw happening was community. And it's just where you met people. Typically, you, you, you meet your friends at coffee shops, you play games, you talk about life, you work, you study. And I think the idea for having our own coffee shop was initially a romantic one. 
how nice that would be to one day when we retire, start a coffee shop and, <laughs> and just finish our days making coffee for people and having conversation. And 12 well, years... Be at least part of it, right? Right. <laughs> 12 years after having that initial idea, we set out to do it. Hmm. And one, for love of coffee. Two, let's stop just being consumers of, of local environments and be creators of local environments. Oh, I love that. We were going to carry into our business essentially who we are. And we didn't come in with stated values and vision statements. Because if you look at my strength finders qualities, I have yes. none of love them and none of them in strategic. <laughs> I have no strategic qualities. So I've been in I've been in uh organizations for over twenty years that spent a lot of time on mission statements and vision and rewriting those and are we hitting it? And let's rewrite them because we're not. And we just came in this carrying who we were. And for the record, I feel like that's only strategic if you actually use those to shape anything, which most people don't. Right. But the Strength Finders actually was very helpful for me because it helped me understand why there was so much tension in me. While I support vision and value statements, you need to know them and communicate them and protect them. Right. I like to just get out and do stuff. And so as an artist and as, as a creative, it made sense to me. It's the first, first personality test that I took from Myers-Briggs to um, DISC, all of them. It's the first one that actually told me who I was. Are you going to tell and, us what your five are? Uh, woo, uh, restorative. I've got them right here on my Dropbox, <laughs> on, on, on my phone. I took it twice, once with two different organizations and only one changed out, but they're all very people focused. Okay. I like to, I'm connectedness is one mm-hmm. of them. And I can hear that, that, uh, you're from the state and I just met somebody from that state and I always put people together. It, it's just the first test that told me who I've always been right. and that that's awesome. And I can operate there. Mm. And, and yeah, you're supposed to try to find others that have those strategic categories the first thing on our plate was starting life over and uh, creating a business and carrying into that business who we were. And we had two really missions, very simple, and that's let's create jobs and love our staff and see where that goes. And let's create a space and love our customers and see where that goes. So we knew loving our staff and and, and just – we really said before we even had a space, we want to be the best bosses that our people have ever worked for. We don't know if we can because we've never been bosses, but <laughs> let's just be who we are and uh, serve them. And that's kind of the approach we've always had and everything we've stepped into as a, as servant leadership. Let's just serve them, put ourselves last and create a safe place. And that always translates over to the customer experience and that's why we that's why we told our our teams and we still do we love latte art we want you to nail that we want to go we want to to pay your entry fee to go to these competitions and have fun and improve your skill but always be confident that even if you mess that that latte art up your customer is really going to love their drink and so we want to take we want to minimize the risk for them um, while encouraging them to uh, to improve themselves, and while we were carrying these ideas into 
our new venture, someone turned me on to a TED Talk by Simon Sinek and his Start With a Why talk. Right, right. That was fascinating to me when he talked about Martin Luther, uh, the Wright brothers, and Apple. And just their relentless pursuit for what they were, what they believed in. And I like how he summed it up at the end. You know, Apple, I forget what he said, Apple's purpose is, but they just also happen to make computers. But they they want to enhance your life, and they happen to make computers to do that. And that's that's what we're about. We are about community and putting others first and safe places, and we happen to use coffee to do that. And beer and wine. Um, and it was it was a second talk of his that I forget how I found it, but I think by the title, Why Leaders Eat Last. Hmm. And that's the one I would tell every, everybody should, should watch those two talks. But Why Leaders Eat Last stood out to me because the my friend Greg Hill, who I served in volunteer um, organizations under and then was on his staff at our church, but we worked with him for over 20 years, and hmm. and they're still our closest friends. I always saw him at the back of the line at any event we ever had when it was potluck. He always went last, and I knew why he ate last, but I wanted to hear Simon Sinek talk about why he thought Greg right. ate last. <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. The, the essence of that talk really is uh, if you're in leadership, y- you have to earn— you can call yourself a leader, but to be followed, it, it, you kind of have to earn that. And organizations today, there's so much micromanagement. Employees are going to work constantly afraid. Is today the day I find out I did something wrong? Am I going to get walked out? Uh, there's, just, there's this constant fear that's in society today in our workplace. And it's actually unhealthy, physically unhealthy because of what that fear does to you and the the chemicals that your body produces. But what he was saying is that when your employees feel supported and safe and they interact with your customers, it always gives you that experience, Kimberly, that you're having. And so here's a guy explaining why Sandy and I wanted to create jobs and love our staff. It's because we knew we wanted them to have a safe place to come to work every day. They were looking forward to their shift. And if they eventually didn't want to be a barista, that's one thing. But it's not because they didn't, um, they were afraid to come to their, to their shift at Stout House. So creating a safe place for our team and a safe place for customers, we just trusted with a, with a good product would begin to build community. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, actually, wow. it's actually pretty lovely knowing some of the people on your staff. Because of that, um, when I think about, I, I've never worked at a coffee shop, sadly, but I've, I've worked at a lot of restaurants as a waitress for a long time, and it's hard to create an environment where people aren't kind of like, ugh, at the beginning of a shift. When you're in customer service and, and you know, you're standing all day, and, and some mm-hmm. people are difficult, and as I've become friends with your staff, who I didn't know any of them before mm-hmm. I started coming to um, Stout House, which I think speaks volumes to your mission. <laughs> some of my best friends now are some of your baristas. I've never heard any of your people act like, oh, have a shift at Stout House, I have to go to work. The things that you know you think we all say, you mm-hmm. know, people don't say them to me. I've never heard. I've never yeah. heard that. 
So uh, let's, let's pull this together a little bit. So we're talking about the latte art principle. Not because it's the most important thing, but because there's something that we can learn about it as a metaphor. And, and you're really talking a lot about the art that you're trying to create in your shop is a little bit about coffee, but it's a lot about people. It's mm-hmm. about your staff, mm-hmm. and it's about community, and it's about creating a space for, for fabric to be woven in, in your shop. Um, and that requires a lot of leadership from you guys. And so <laughs> it's going to be real cheesy if I say something like, how do you pull your espresso? <laughs> but um, what, what do you do? To yeah. prepare, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> what do you do to prepare yourselves for leadership? Yeah, so that you're able to do that well before you ever walk <clears> into <throat> the door and you start <throat> doing whatever the tasks are of leading a coffee shop, which I'm sure are hundreds yeah. of tasks. Wh- what do you do at a core level to to become a better leader before you walk in the door? We fail a lot <laughs> behind the scenes. And I'll let Sandy talk to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you saying, James? Cheer that, cheer that. Um, man, we've made a lot of mistakes. You know, Stat House is amazing, but it's um, it's built through a lot of, uh, you know, just testing the waters. Um, you know, we're definitely not perfect. Um, and... You know, we've used this term a lot, but coffee was the pipe dream, and it still is. To to come into Stout House and make coffee, that's the pipe dream. Um, man, you know, l- learning business and learning how to take care of people and learning how to, you know, manage the money and everything else, that's that's a whole other ballgame we knew nothing about. Thankfully... I knew how to organize things and make coffee and he knew how to organize numbers and make things work. So, you know, it, it, it happened, but we're still learning. And I think on a daily basis, we have to come in almost and start over and say, say to our team, how are you? You know, what's going on today? Are you okay? And, and we still have to do that, you know, and it probably doesn't happen till we get to work at home. It's another, you know, it's a whole nother game. Um, but at work, you know, you're, you're serving people and that's what, you know, provides our, <laughs> our income. And so, so it's kind of a balance of, okay, we have to make this work because we're, we're providing jobs and we're providing our own job. However, we want it to be great because overall, without the dream of it being, you know, an experience for people that walk in the door and, you know, having our team have that vision and them wanting to have that same experience, you know, it's, it's a lot. It, it, it almost means we have to start over on a daily basis and just um, come to a place of what do you want to create today? What do you want this day to be? And, you know, who knows who's going to walk into the door, what they've experienced, you know, what letdown they just had. Um, right. And, you know, because you can have a hard day and you have to go to work and make coffee and, and smile and make someone happy. Um, but 
you never know, you know, the person that you're welcoming and what kind of day they've had. So. So I think your analogy of latte art, how do we steam the milk right of our lives? Right. You know, to come in and do this. And I think that's where the friendship of our marriage is is helpful because we both carry <laughs> extreme stress over running a business. Mm. Sandy's typically better at not letting that show, the stress that we live with and even come to work with. Uh, she's quick to point out when it's showing on me. And, <laughs> um, and, and I know that. Even the staff can see it. And so it, it is hard because this... It started out as a romantic vision, and it is a pipe dream. To be able to continue to do this is uh, is a gift. But you do have – we've been around people long enough and organizations long enough to understand the importance of self-care because if you're not, you're not taking care of yourself, you can't be who you're trying to be for your staff and for your customers – and so you can get lost in the fear and the anxiety of running a business and lose who you set out to be in the first place. And that's that's where we have we've been open almost 18 months and I think pretty much every 3 months we begin to break down because we've been holding it in, holding it in and we have to go sit down and cry and pull it out of each other. And realize how important um, our health is in order to sustain what what it is you experience at Stout House. Right. And we live daily uh, in that in that realization that you know as the leader goes, so the organization goes. And we've got great people, but if we fall apart emotionally um, and aren't taking care of ourselves, then we become uh, unsafe to work for. Mm. And that joy that our team has for coming to work and what we love. They love to hang out at Stout House when they're not at work. That's a gift. Uh, well, that all goes away too. And so some wise friends in our lives have just been, been encouraging us to be consistent at stepping away and taking breaks. And so we try to do that. Um, we're trying to get to where once a quarter we do step away for at least two days. We just three weeks ago did a staycation. Nice. That's fairly affordable. <laughs> and Austin is a great town to staycation. It's a in. great place, especially when you have um you've already paid your mortgage for the month and so <laughs> <laughs> you've got a place to stay. The next part is just getting rid of the kids. <laughs> so uh, and it worked wonders for us, you know, and and everything we've known for decades about taking care of yourself, it's hard to to consistently put that to practice because there are so many tasks. Um, and stepping away is not easy, um, but but getting in a cadence of stepping away once a quarter and, and beginning to ex- extend those times away is important to detach. Um, but it's also important uh, in between those quarters to not be so unhealthy by the time you take a break uh, that it's too late. And so for Sandy and I, it's 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 lots of conversations and checking each other and. We can read each other, and it's not always pretty. Uh, it's it's very painful, uh, but it's foundational to steaming our our the milk of our lives right. Uh, 
Because I, because I love that. Uh, our art is our community. And all the elements have to be in place. And, uh, um, yeah, it's hard work. And just like losing your 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 poor or losing your golf swing, you you can lose your touch with people pretty easily. So it is work. So both of you have laid down some super legit principles that I think we need to start shouting from the rooftops. Uh, not the least of which, of course, you said very early on in this, the beginning part where you start talking about the great ingredients, the great people, the great product and then but then it goes way way back and way 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 beyond that and you've spoken so much to that and so thank you so much for being vulnerable for for us in this up in this uh, episode this is amazing and this is a definitely a two-part episode because there's so much good stuff you guys have dropped <laughs> yeah. on us and it's been an amazing time thank you so much for this time and your wisdom for this this is amazing stuff oh, it's our pleasure yeah we appreciate the art that you guys create. Um, <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that it means something to you. That's what keeps us going. I think it means something to <clears throat> a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody we know that knows about Stout House yeah. is excited to be there, excited to go. Just today, um, I, I met up with Abby on her day off at Stout House. And I was, I was walking out. Um, we're actually recording from Orange Coworking right now, so I was, I was walking out of here. And um, I don't usually leave in the afternoon. And so someone said, oh, where are you going? I said, Stout House. And they were like, oh. Because <laughs> they wanted to go, too. And I was like, well, what do you want? I'll bring you something back. And she was like, oh, I can't. I want to be gone. And, um, but people, people are just happy yeah. when they think about Stout House. And I think, I think a lot of that comes to the work that you guys do to intentionally walk in the door and create the community. And uh, it's very, very good. Thank you. We're not going to always hit 100%, and somehow I expect us to, so I struggle with perfection. Um, But one thing that I'll finish with, one story uh, that came to me from a customer. Um, Abby's birthday was the other night. Right. And... She threw herself a party at Stout House and invited all of us. We were thankful for that. Uh, but a customer, as they witnessed our staff on their time off coming and gathering outside for Abby's birthday and eating together and drinking together, and uh, a customer pulled me aside who's been coming since we opened. And he said, James, you told me way back when you opened, almost a year and a half ago, that you wanted to create a place that your employees love to come and work and that they love to be around each other. And he, and he said, look at that. And he pointed out to our team, out the window. And it's things like that that help me get out of QuickBooks and out of everything that, that can consume me and see that it, it is such a, a blessing and a gift to see that vision realized, that there's our team, uh, laughing together, mm-hmm. and there are, there are a few shops in Austin that that stood out to me. I would see employees come to work, and I'd see them hug each other and say, "How are you doing?" And I knew I wanted that to be true of Stout House uh, because as a customer, when I saw that at another coffee shop, that told me 
they're being led well. This is a great place for them to work. And that enhanced my customer experience. So it goes a long way for customers to see uh, people at their workplace enjoying who they're with and what they're doing. And so I was grateful for that reminder from a customer that heard our vision from a long time ago, and now he's seeing it lived out, and he had to point it out to me. (laughs) And uh, very grateful for that. Well, you know, I was at that party. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, Your whole team pooled together and bought a really thoughtful gift for Abby. Um, And she was just stunned by the gift. Like, she can't talk about the gift without crying a little, without tearing up. Um, Because she, it it spoke to how much she is loved and cared for by, by the people in your community to an extent where she she was surprised by it, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't just like a phone it in kind of gift. It was mm-hmm. a kind a gift that spoke to knowing who she is and being willing to go out of your way. I mean, in a way, to bring us full circle, like it was the art mm-hmm. on the top of the latte. <laughs> but none of that was possible yeah. if you didn't do the work of of really knowing her mm-hmm. and of really creating an environment where where your people can know each other and value yeah. each other and where they feel valued and where they feel safe right. and where they're excited and happy to be there. And mm-hmm. so um, the gift is really not the point, but it's everything that it speaks to. You know? And I think yeah. as we engage leadership in, in running a coffee shop or um, leading a team who produces a widget <laughs> or whatever thing, you know, like whoever, we have lots of different listeners here. <laughs> ben wants to add a thing about which. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Um, as we go about leadership in whatever sphere that we lead in, the things that really shine, those moments where you can see the art and you can see the result and the foam is shiny like wet paint and the tulip has a dozen layers, mm-hmm. you know, um, those moments that you can point to and say, this is success, they start with things that no one points to. You know, they start with things that, that we do when we ready ourselves to walk in the door. They start with things that we do when we develop our skills, um, that we do when we stop the tasks that we're engaging and start <coughs> to actually know the person we're leading and not use them as like a minion and instead make them our team member in the thing that we're doing. Um, Which is, by the way, a lot more rare than what people realize. You know, there's been so many quote-unquote leaders who are actually just trying to create evil empires with minions. And <laughs> it, it doesn't work that well, you know? We, we've proven that over and over and over again. Don't people read comic books? You, you can know? tell when you walk into a coffee shop where the people are making an evil empire. Everybody's angry. They make your coffee. You know, earlier when I said I feel kind of pissed off when people don't have nice latte art, it's, it's that, like, there's a way that a barista makes your coffee where it's just really clear they don't care at all. Mm. And I'm, I'm always, now I'm just stunned by it because I'm so used to your people, you know. Mm. I'm just like, what are you doing back there? Mm. Why don't you care about me? Why don't you care about my drink? You know, it, it creates an environment. You can mm. have an evil empire or you can build a community like James and Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end. So... 
that's the end. James, Sandy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for hanging out. And, yeah, this has been Creation Curve Leadership with Kimberly and Coach. And James and Sandy. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, goodbye. Go, 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 Peace go, go, go. out. My friends, it's a wrap. <laughs>